we go. All right. And we are back. And, and we are back. back. <laughs> so all, uh, all that scintillating conversation we were having that's okay. was, was not on the airways, except on the Internet. Delk, Delk silenced my mic like up in the General Assembly. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> that's just that's operator error. You're Justin Sapicki. Operator error. It's too early for that. Too early, too <laughs> early. <laughs> i, I got to deal with that enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, NFL football is, is is live and kicking still. Once again, I'm going to give the, wah, 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 the Dallas Cowboys into their season again in a very uh, uneventful way. But sure. I remember when they were powerhouses. Well, they, I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. Named, but. Well, there was a guy named uh, Troy o- Troy Aikman yes. and Emmett Smith. And, yes. Oh, they're all Hall of Famers, by the way. Yes. I mean, when you have six Hall of Famers on your football team, it's pretty easy to win football games. Oh, yeah. Uh, but and they uh, were, it was them and the Bills when yes. I was younger. Jim Kelly, mm-hmm. Jim Kelly. Uh, but very good football. Teams are pretty even. There's really no really go-to front runner. I guess Baltimore would be the, the closest as someone that they think has got the the best path forward for the uh, championship series. Uh, you know, they get to host Houston, who's a wild card team. But um, but know, Houston's playing pretty good football. Playing good football, and so you got to come to play. And you never know what happens, and you know. Uh, uh, it, it, you got got to play clean, and you got, you know can't turn the ball over, and so we'll see what happens. But uh, we are nearing the end of another football season uh, in our country, and then uh, we're about oh two and a half months away from college spring football, and then everything starts to get, get cranked back up. Baseball will be reporting here shortly uh, for spring training, and so baseball gets get cranked up, and we'll start to see if these uh, these players from Japan are worth the uh, twenty or thirty or forty fifty, 50 million dollars that they're being paid every year to hit a baseball. So we'll see. No, the scouts are pretty smart though in baseball. Those, they wouldn't be paying those guys unless it's warranted. Round ball, round bat. Yeah, <laughs> physics. <laughs> physics is not a good. It's not good. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. I tried it for a while. It's it's, yeah. very, it's very difficult, especially when it's moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah particularly that that big hanging curveball. Yeah. No, it was the uh, slider, backdoor slider that that did my, my career in. <laughs> you, know, you know, but uh, uh, you know, it's just it's sports and it, 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 seasons come and go, and we're in a season right now where we're in the anticipation of baseball. Uh, the big question we have up in Nashville right now is, are we going to get a, a Major League Baseball team? Uh, huge push right now by the state, huge push by Nashville. Uh, Major League Baseball was in town to take a look at us. Um, everything we're hearing is, yes, we are going to get a, a Major League Baseball team here in, in Nashville. How quick do you think that could happen? Uh, it depends on how quick they can get the stadium built. Uh, well, they, you don't you don't think they wouldn't take the? I thought the Sound Stadium was built for that. It's they built for expansion. Yeah, exactly. The problem is if you've been down there, everything's built up around it. Oh, it's it's very I built mean, up. It, down it's there. pretty landlocked right now, yeah. and so they're going to have to figure out. Uh, they would have to uh, basically put stands. I think there's a minimum number of of, of seats you have to have. I want to say it's like thirty eight thousand or something like that. It's in the thirties somewhere that you have to have, and so they would have to add a longer upper deck around extending down the, uh, the down to the foul poles, and they would probably have to put about ten to fifteen thousand people in, in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah, they got to go around there. I mean, they're going to have to really do some major upgrade. But um, I'm, I guess if 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 you're willing to build it, they will come. Yeah, yes. And they got parking. Yeah, <laughs> we, got, we got parking problems everywhere. In yeah, it's universal. Well, what's really interesting is the new uh, football stadium that they're proposing. They're not proposing building a parking garage. 
Yeah, I read that somewhere. There's no parking garage. They believe that Uber and parking off-site and having shuttles is the way to go. Delk, it's okay. I know you're upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went to Wrigley Field in Chicago, and that's how they're having to do a lot of that. It's a, the Uber drivers are lined Well, up. I mean, they built Wrigley in a in a subdivision. I mean, it's... It's in res- I mean, it's residential all around mm-hmm. it, and, and now you know they build these big stadiums out out in these big industrial parks, but most of the old ones, like like our our stadium downtown in Nashville, it's built in around homes and businesses, and yeah. so the only, only way to go is up. And so, but uh, we've been told that they're working on that very very uh, uh, intently. That our goal is our goal. Their goal is to bring a major league baseball team. Uh, to Nashville, so you'd have hockey, football, uh, soccer, baseball, and then who knows, maybe get an a- a- NBA team now. Oh, joy. Oh, joy. <laughs> if you can't get, get around get in go- Nashville now, imagine when all that's going on. Well, I mean, Broadway is Broadway. Delk, how was Broadway last Friday? You went down there to have some fun. <laughs> I have not been to Broadway since uh, 04, maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have a culture shock if you went now. <laughs> it's a little different. Just a little different. You know. But but that boot store that's going out of business, buy one, get two free, yeah. is still going out of business since 04. <laughs> yeah, has been forever. Yeah. Has been forever. It's a great. It's fun. When we when we came to Nashville, golly, we were going to St. Louis. We came on a visit from Atlanta, and we fell for the buy one get two free. Right, <laughs> going out of business, and it's a joke with me and my wife when we go, when we walk down on Broadway. There's the same place. <laughs> buy one get two. Going out of business, and they probably sold a bazillion boots. Boots like that. You know? <laughs> uh, but it's it's quite funny. And so, and, and then the Gulch. I mean, if, if you remember the Gulch. Uh, Nashville probably would have given you the gulch for paying the back taxes on the building. Yeah, gulch was a slum, yeah, and now it it's terrible. and now it's some of the highest priced real estate in it's the state. Cr- I cut through there the other day. Oh my goodness! There's all kinds of fancy stores mm-hmm. and restaurants, and you can go work out, and then you can go back to your apartment and change clothes and go, you know, the apartments and stuff don't need a there. car. You don't need a car. Well, when a store has a name that I can't figure out what language it's in, I don't need to shop in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I saw that same store, Scott. <laughs> now, 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 Delk goes to the Gucci's and the Louis Vuitton. Yeah, right. I don't. I haven't been to the co-op lately. <laughs> Come on, Delk. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I, I went to T-Pack not too long ago in downtown. Have to pass through your skirting edge of the gulch when yeah. you do that. I was on Charlotte, yeah, heading toward, toward T-Pack. Well, look over on the left-hand side. There's a Publix. Yeah. yeah. Now there's no parking. Yeah. It's just a Publix in yeah. the corner store, and I was going. I've never seen that before. Yeah. No. Oh, there's a Whole Foods down this street from. Um, it's on McGavick. Yeah. Um, a whole but, paycheck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they are doing a great job in building down there. They'll build those condos, and then on the first and second floors will be all the stores you need yeah. to live. And so you just basically take the elevator down to Publix, go shopping at Publix, and then go back up to your condominium. Yeah. So they're doing a really good job of making them community centers that you don't have to get out and walk around and try to find these places as standalones. Yeah, they're all there. And so those... Uh, those those twenties and thirty somethings that I'm still trying to figure out what they do for a living when they're having to pay three and four thousand dollars a month for these places. I can't figure out what they're doing, but they're all over the place walking around with their strollers and their labradoodles uh, all, all over downtown. Oh yeah, and those condos and stuff are filling up as fast as they can make them. 
Hey, a two-bedroom apartment in Columbia, Tennessee will run you $2,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah. We, we went, my wife and I were down there, and we went to, they had an open house, and we're like, why not, right? And so we walked up there to open house, and it was a two-bedroom condo. Nothing special. It was nice, you know, granite countertops and everything. And it was almost $4,000 a month. Uh, and I'm like, what do you do for a living? I mean, that's, del- that's Delk money. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just it's that's one of the things that we're trying to look at, at at the state level is the new workplace. What does that look like for people? Yeah, I mean it's changed where we would my dad would wake up and drive thirty seven miles to Anheuser Busch every day to work in the brewery. Right? It's not like that anymore. No. So I they guess we got to have a farm. They don't have to no. buy feed. No. They don't have repairs. You no. know, <laughs> they got money. <laughs> so, they got something. I guess we got to take a break, Doug. Is it time for us? Well, we got a minute or we can break now. What do you want to do, Jay? I'll tell you what. We'll go ahead and take a break now, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information saying about all right the mic button's on you're on well i guess we are back (laughs) i was just i was laughing because i was really wanted to congratulate this crew and i need to introduce the players too i didn't do that first time i'm jim ross we've got del kennedy on on the board good morning we got representative scott sapicki good morning everybody we got coach james dickerson but he's out there in in the hallway right now he's the receptionist he's tending to the receptionist (laughs) desk and we don't have the dynamic duo we have the dynamic quadrant with us today we got eddie and sheila hickman ellie the greek who's going to predict the the tennessee alabama basketball game which is at one o'clock on saturday at Mm -hmm. knoxville you know this portion tennessee tennessee Tennessee. Tennessee. there you go and sarah elizabeth (laughs) 
as always. And anyway, thanks for coming in. This wasn't easy today. No. It was you know? those side roads and and the greater Carters Creek area are rough. So, but yeah. I have a good chauffeur. He has been chauffeuring us. Dale can got my bill for chauffeuring this morning, <laughs> but he's going to. Well, Dale Dale can afford it now because Ellie the Greek has a new sponsor. It's Kennedy Gaming and 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 Booking. Huh? Yeah. Huh? We might, we might. No, 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 no. Your no, wife no. didn't tell you that now. No, no. I, I don't. You're a sports book here in Columbia. No, I, I don't do that either. <laughs> Dale, Dale, this show edges up to the to the FCC regulations every time we do it. So, you know, but we don't cross that line. Oh, no, I'm not a gambler. You know, after your long week, Delk, we're trying to give you a little bit of fun on the radio. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I truly do. Hey, Delk, you are a gambler. How's that? You own a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, if you put it that way, maybe so. Uh, no, I, don't, I generally don't even flip coins. You know, you know that old postal service saying says neither rain nor snow yeah, nor us, they told the story. That's not true. Yeah, rain nor snow nor gloom of night mm-hmm. shall Chuck keep us from our appointed rounds. Well, I live outside uh, outside the city <laughs> lines. I hadn't seen a postman. In a week. No, we hadn't either. I don't think we did get an Amazon delivery, but um, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, like midnight. So, wow. uh, but uh, no, set off every alarm you had. Huh? The <laughs> ring cameras, the ring. Yeah, but um, it is the roads out. Like I was saying, in the Greater Carter's Creek area, the side roads like Dark Smell, Roy Sellers, Butler Road. Beechcroft, um, some of them are, are treacherous in places. Um, we looked down Dark Smell this morning coming to town, and I said I wouldn't even. No, it looks like no. it just, the snow just came there. Yeah. So, really? Um, but Carter's Creek is clear in spots, but. Uh, Baker like Road is pretty good, but Sam Johnson is nothing but a sheet ice. Yeah. You know. And okay. it's not going anywhere as long as the temperature remains where it is. So we're going to have some of the coldest nights we've had, period, yeah. here in the next two nights, particularly yeah. Saturday night. So it's got to be a little treacherous. Any, anything going on historically? Well, I was, I, you know, we were talking, I talked to Jim last night, and, and I, this week, was just sort of trying to figure out what to talk about. And, you know... Earlier this year, I talked about the changing of the calendars they did. You know, they went from the Julian to the Gregorian calendar. and they Yo, That's skipped, all responsible for global warming. Yes, and skipped 11 days and <laughs> all that. global warming is freezing me to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I noticed it was uh, Ben Franklin's birthday this, um, this week. And so he was born in Boston on, well... I say this week. It's this week on the Gregorian calendar, but on the Julian calendar, he was born on January the 6th, 1706. But in 1752, when Great Britain switched from the Julian to the Gregorian calendar and skipped 11 days, his birthday became January the 17th. (laughs) So in effect, he had two birthdays. Pick your dad. Um, He's only 318 um, years old. Yeah. But, you know, he was was quite an interesting gentleman. He was um, an inventor. He was a statesman. He was a postmaster. He was... He just did a little bit of every inventor, writer, publisher. He did jack of all. Poor trade. man's almanac. Poor man's almanac. You know, Poor my, Richards. Poor Richards. Poor Richards. I thank but, you. Um, and I read a thing that he only had like 
two years of formal schooling at the Boston Latin School. Um, <laughs> I bet those two years were intense. I, bet, I believe they were. But anyway, we don't – in colonial America, they did not celebrate birthdays like they do here. Or in mm-hmm. my case, I have a birthday month. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, my parents jest that I do. but um, No, they know you do. They know I do. But um, anyway, for the bir- for the birthdays, most of the days were just spent like any other day. Um, they did celebrate his birth um, through – they had plum pudding one day, um, and they call it a happy day. And they did not sing happy birthday. Well, well, it hadn't been written. Had been written. Hadn't written. Well, do y'all know when Happy Birthday was written? 18-something. 1893. Well, I, I was going to guess early 1900s. Yeah, so, but they, um, but you would have, on your birthday, people would have wished you many happy returns of the day. Well, that sounds all right. I think that sounds very nice. <laughs> I mean. Very civilized. Very civil, very, yeah, aristocratic in some ways. Um, but also, um, if... You know, they had plum pudding for one of his birthdays, and some most of the time they did not have. Um, if they did have a cake, it was a fruit cake. Oh, Lord, <laughs> let's start with a fruit cake joke. Um, so, <laughs> um, so they had a brick for a, a birthday. brick for a, but you know, wedding cakes in Europe. Um, I think it was Prince William and and Catherine and Princess Catherine, they had some kind of like fruit cake, some kind of spice cake. As their wedding cake. So um, I think that tradition is carried on in the British tradition. The British tradition. So, um, but I thought that was very interesting. And then here in the next few weeks or so, you know, Jim, we talk about watching uh, historical things on television Mm -hmm. and all that. Ken Burns has done a thing on Benjamin Franklin. It should be magnificent. So, so when's it coming out? I I don't know. I saw but he, a, he's doing it. Uh, he's yes, doing it, or has they're advertising it? And I watched a snippet of it, and it's going to be magnificent to learn about him and what he did, and how you know he was an ambassador. He he traveled. Well, um, he lived in France for right? yes for a, oh, a, a lot, lot of the time. Lot, I knew that, and, but uh, he was a poor family man. Absolutely poor. He he just deserted his wife, mm-hmm. and she died while he was rambling around Europe somewhere. And his son was a, a philandering around yeah, Europe. Yeah. And his son was the governor um, and, of New Jersey, and he was a, a, a royalist. Tory. He was, was a, a Tory. Tory. Yeah. So um, it was. It's very interesting. The thing I watched was about his time as an ambassador in um, in France, and where he lived. Um, that house is still standing, and in the basement they had found bone fragments and all that because. I, in the basement and so it turned out that there was a doctor that had lived with them that was studying <laughs> cadavers and all that back in the day and they thought benjamin franklin was connected with it and it had all kinds of animal bones and human bones and even a, a baby skull and all that kind of stuff so that was just kind of fascinating <laughs> I, I, sounds you know, kind of wild <laughs> it is kind of wild but you think about you know he he discovered electricity with the kite and the key and and, My students used to say he invented electricity. That was one of her questions. On, we had on to have a discussion, discussion about that. Um, 
But he was a pretty interesting fellow. He also wanted um, our national bird to be a turkey, a turkey mm-hmm. instead of the, the eagle. regal eagle. I'm so, glad he missed that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. too. Me too. Just, a turkey just somehow doesn't seem doesn't cut the, uh, doesn't no, cut it. Doesn't. Well, doesn't what would you do for Thanksgiving? <laughs> you <laughs> you eat your national eat, bird. You couldn't eat the national bird. <laughs> and, and if you see an eagle, there's not a lot of meat on them. So. Thanksgiving would take a whole different meaning. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, I got to eat an eagle again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'd rather have an owl. An owl. <laughs> I can't even think about eating much anything less than chicken or pheasant. That's yeah. um, or quail. I'm done after duck. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, I just I thought that was the neat tie to what we had talked about earlier in the year that he had two birthdays. God. Well, I guess we all would have two birthdays. If you counted, if back you counted back, if yeah, yeah, if you found your Julian birthday, yeah. your Julian calendar birthday. So, but he, you know, he also invented bifocals mm-hmm. and the Franklin stove, and he had the first circulating library, and he also invented some kind of strange musical instrument. That had that was made of pieces of glass, round pieces of glass, and you moistened your hand, and then you played the melody, sort of like a glass xylophone thing. Yeah, and and that was a real a real thing, and he never patented any of his inventions because he said he would rather it be said that he lived usefully than that he died rich. You know, y'all know how Sarah will put us on the on the spot with a pop quiz at times. I want to ask Sarah a question. Oh no, this is terrible. Because I know Sheila and Eddie and Delk will know it for sure. Maybe Scott. What coin was Benjamin Franklin on for the longest time? Ellie Grace has got it. Oh, oh, she can't. She can't think about it. Was it? Come on. A quarter? Oh, no. No. Oh, Sheila knows. Tell them, Sheila. <laughs> a half dollar. A 50-cent oh, piece. Uh-huh. Which seems to be extinct. And then, Yeah, pretty much. And then I think it was 1965, uh, he came off of it. And guess who who came on the 50-cent piece, I mean, Sarah? Uh, Kennedy. Kennedy. I have those. I there mean, I, but Benjamin Franklin's on the $100 bill. Yeah. All about the Benjamins. So. Yeah, the new dollar. The new dollar, yes. Yeah. You can go spend a hundred dollars and you blink. So, yep. <laughs> loaf of bread, milk, <laughs> <laughs> two bags of groceries at Kroger. <laughs> Every time I go, I think this is going to be four hundred dollars. This is going to be four hundred dollars. You're going to be lucky if it's four hundred dollars. <laughs> hey, walk into Kroger with my boys. Uh, oh no! Oh, Lord. oh you're grocery bill oh. now. No. I call the bank. <laughs> Do I got enough to cover this? <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> Scott's boys remind me of a guy I saw one time that had a couple of bull mastiffs that he was raising. They were huge. And I said, how much does that dog weigh? He goes, well, how much do you weigh? I said, I weigh about 230. He said, he weighs a little more than you. And I was going, oh, my Lord. I said, how much do you feed that, that thing? They buy each week 70 pounds of dog food a oh, week yeah. to feed those two mm-hmm. and i'm just wondering what does scott feed those boys of his because <laughs> 70 pounds not even gonna come close to getting it might get daniel alone i'm gonna have to call gina wolf and see if she needs a partner at mcdonald's because <laughs> i'm spending so much money there feeding the boys in the morning 
It's it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> there is no more he dollar need, menu. He needs more pancake days where they can go in and eat all you can eat. Yeah, we, we, we when when they have those pancake days here in Murray County, we win on those days. <laughs> so you put a serious dent we in the win. profits of the Rotary Club. Dude. We win. They they give me my money back and say keep your donation. Keep your donation. <laughs> <laughs> just just don't come back. Oh Lord. And all. Uh, Scott, one thing sports-wise we didn't talk about at all, and that is college basketball. That's right. And all. right now the Vols have slipped from fifth to sixth in the AP poll mm-hmm. because they lost at Mississippi State, but winning on the road in SEC is a pretty tough thing to do. And uh, But since then they kind of recovered, but they're going to play Alabama at, um, at uh, Thompson Bowling Arena. Mm-hmm. on Saturday at 1. I don't know what else is going on. I think Auburn might still be undefeated. Well, uh, you know, we're, we're entering the, the, the throws of uh, – the inning throws of January. we got February, and then March Madness is going to hit here pretty quickly. Uh, most of these teams are now starting to try to figure out solidifying their rotations. Uh, they're deep in their conference you know, schedule. And, and, and trying to figure out where they're going to be. And then you always watch a team like Kentucky. You know, Calipari gets a bunch of freshmen, and he throws them together. And then by the time the tournament time comes, nobody wants to play them. Uh, and so it, it's going to be very interesting. There's – there's a lot of really good teams this year, but there's not a great team. And I think what you're going to see is a lot of in, in that in that I don't know how many is it now. A lot of parity. 64, but I think the parity you're going to see is probably anybody in the top 30 could win it. Could win. I don't it. know if I go that high, but I would oh, go I the top 12. Because if you don't come to play right now, everybody's got their their seven footers now. Yeah, uh, and everybody's got the guys that can shoot it from the rafters. And so, if you don't come to play, the, the, these these mid majors will will jump up and bite you. I'll give you St. Bonaventure, or Le, 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 ooh, Loyola of Chicago. Remember the the sister yeah. there and all that. Yes, you, you got to come to play in this tournament. I think that's why it's so popular. Is you can lose your bracket on the first day. Yeah. And uh, so it's going to be very interesting. Basketball is always fun to watch. It is the uh, the opening of the March Madness on that Thursday and Friday are the two least productive work days in our country. <laughs> well, everybody that, calls in sick. That Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> yeah, and so it, it's it's going to be it's a lot, lot of fun. But the Vols playing well, Alabama playing well. Uh, yes, I did say something nice about Alabama. Alabama is playing. Let well. us mark that down. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it'll be fun. All right, folks, we need to take a break. We'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. What's your favorite radio station? 101.7 WKOM. (laughs) You're listening to your local radio. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Are you thinking about a new fence, maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Mark Curry at the trailer store. We are a local family-owned business. Every day I work with my wife Susie, my mother Becky, and my son Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. It's been a trying year for parents. They've been confronted with countless challenges and have always risen to the occasion. If it isn't too much to ask, the 110,000 high school student athletes in Tennessee have one last request. Please set an example. Disorderly fan conduct at high school athletic events is on the rise. It increasingly involves parents. There's no question that parents are passionate. There's no question they care about their children. But at a time when we're all wound a little more tightly than usual, it's worth remembering this about Tennessee high school sports. Always be a good example. Stop unruly fan behavior before it starts. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. And the mics are on. Oh, we're live. <laughs> well, oh, so we're yeah, back yeah. with it. We got we got breaking news. It's snowing in downtown Columbia, <laughs> but it's not sticking. I'm not sure. Well, it, it doesn't have any choice but to stick. As <laughs> cold as it is, it's bound to catch there. When I uh, when I was growing up, I grew up in St. Louis, and we had snow. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't know what snow was until I went to the University of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I got introduced to what snow is. Oh, yes. Um, How much further north is, is Madison? Uh, or I guess it's where it is. About seven hours. We, wow, so it's well, a, it's is. about it's about five or six hundred miles further north. Yeah, we're north. about we're about a third of the way up Lake Michigan. Okay, that's how high we are. Okay, uh, we are about north to south. We're about an hour and a half south, two hours south of Minneapolis. Okay, so that's that's how high we are. Um, my my college roommate was from Rhinelander, Wisconsin, which is up on the Upper Peninsula, and he would tell me, he said, "No, this isn't snow yet." <laughs> And that was in Madison, Wisconsin. And I'm I'm watching it snow. And when you said that, I looked out the window, and I always have a flashback to college. Of my roommate said, "Oh, it's snowing outside." And I looked outside, and I couldn't see the dorm across the street. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? He said, "Oh, that's that's snow, Scott. That's 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 when they get the plows out. When you can't see across the street, that's when they get the plows out." But yeah, it's it's funny. It's. <laughs> It's all perspective. Life, right? It is it's perspective. I a little lady yesterday at the beauty shop. Oh, one of, the, one of the ladies that comes to the beauty shop, what I do, uh, was one of the first people who came when Saturn was landing here. And she's just as cute as she could be. And she came in the beauty shop and she said, I thought I was back in Michigan. <laughs> then, <laughs> then she said, and my husband said, I will drive you to the beauty shop. She said, I can drive myself to the beauty shop. <laughs> I'm a seasoned snow driver. <laughs> well, is anything going on up up at the session? Nothing. Well, y'all closed for weather, right? We've been closed for a week. Uh, the beginning of the committees was supposed to happen this week. Uh, we will bypass that going into next week. It'll be full committees next starting on Monday. Uh, we'll be back in on the House floor Monday night. Uh, and then Tuesday, all the committees will open up, and we will start uh, uh, doing the work of the people in Tennessee, uh, crafting legislation, trying to make Tennessee better, and looking at legislation to take you know take things that are, that are burdensome out of code. And it's going to be a very interesting year. It, it will not be boring in the General Assembly. Well, uh, we know that. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that happens on Monday through Thursday here on Three Dudes in a View will find its place up in the General Assembly, those arguments going on. Uh, and so you can tune in multiple places and hear those arguments if you want. But uh, it's it's very uh, – uh, I'm going to tell you, honestly, folks, it's very toxic up there right now. The, the, the amount of hatred with people up there that are protesting is real. Uh, and the troopers that are up there, they are they are really doing a job. They are they are trying to protect us. Uh, you know, when you look into people's eyes and you see that hatred, it's there. And you know, we've got some members up there that aren't as big as I am, and I, I really don't worry about it. But I mean, they have gone after members up there and cornered them and yelled at them and screamed at them. It's and just, I mean, it's it's ugly. And so it's led to uh, Speaker Sexton having to make a call and you probably all heard about having tickets for the general assembly now Um, one side is still open to the public it's not a problem you can get there but here's your caveat the people that you're going to be sitting with are protesters that's who's that's who's in the house chambers right now if if delk wanted to come up and and see what was going on on the house floor the way it used to work is Delk would have to sit amongst all those other protesters, and we had some 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 issues with protesters finding out who Delk was there on behalf of, and then taking it out on Delk. 
So uh, Speaker Sexton took half of, of the balcony and made it where if you wanted to come up and visit the General Assembly and see what happens during on the House floor, you would have a place to sit and not be amongst all the protesters and be able to observe. And so that's what we've done up there. Um, if you do want to come to the General Assembly and, and sit with everybody else, that's fine. But if you want to come up there and and sit so you can observe and listen and just sit peacefully. In the and, civil section. And just watch, <laughs> right? Then you need to contact your legislator and let them know you're coming because we've got to cobble together enough okay. tickets. For instance, when, when the Murray Alliance comes up with their leadership class, they would normally go to the House, and I would recognize them up, up on the, uh, when they sit in the balcony. Well, now they're probably going to have to sit in the ticketed side, so i got to find 20-something tickets. Yeah. And so it's going to be very difficult to make that all happen now going forward. It's just it's a state of where we are right now of there is no discussion, there is no debate, there is no compromise. It's either my way or, or none. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's tough. It's a tough job now, but that's okay. That's that's what we're here. That's what we're there for. Yeah. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. That's right. And so we uh, <laughs> we'll continue to work. Uh, education, as you know, is going to be a hot topic. There is an issue that's popped up right now. We have the attorney general involved in education right now on uh, Commissioner Reynolds, the, the new education commissioner. Uh, there's a part here, and I had it pulled up here. Just you're going to forgive me here. Uh, one second here. I'm sorry. I'm stalling. <laughs> Where did she come from? Uh, she came from Texas. Uh, here it is right here. Give me one second. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. So there's a big debate right now in TCA code annotated. It, it kind of says something, and we're, we're kind of unsure what it says. And I'll read it to you. It says the commissioner, and this is in TCA code 43. 802. The commissioner shall be a person of literary and scientific attainment and of skill and experience in school administration. The commissioner shall also be qualified to teach in the school of the highest standing over which the commissioner has authority, which would mean a high school certification. That's you gotta have a high school certification. Yeah. That's what that's what people are saying right now. Well, Commissioner Reynolds doesn't have that. Well, tisk tisk. So, 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 so now we are trying. To, we are trying to figure out: is does it mean that they have to have that certification right now? Can they be attaining that certification? What is it? And so we've got the attorney general involved right now, trying to figure out: can Commissioner Reynolds even be the commissioner of education? Ooh. So that's what we're trying to figure out. And, and I, I've, I've worked with her. She knows her stuff. I was going to say, Scott, I mean, I, I, I would much rather have a really good administrator, and I don't care if they can teach or not, if, as long as they're a good administrator, because well, that's what they do is well, administrate. So what, what's supposed to happen is the, the legislative branch is supposed to craft the laws and the policies of education. The State Board of Education will promulgate those rules, and then the Department of Education are the ones that are implementation and enforcement. You need you need a, a person over the over over the commissioner of education, commissioner of education, that understands how to look at the law, look at the rule, and then implement it and enforce it at the, at the local levels. That's all they do, right? They don't create policy. The General Assembly creates policy. If you're a teacher, you don't go to the Commissioner of Education and ask them for a policy change. You go to your legislator and ask them for a policy change because mm-hmm. we craft the laws. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there, there's, there are some states out here that have shifted that are doing very well in education because they've hired somebody 
as a commissioner of education who who understands how to run a $14, $13 billion a year corporation mm-hmm. and get the things done. That Which was my done. point. <laughs> and, th- and that's what some, some states are going to. And so there is there has been talk already to change TCA code to, t- to strip that part out and just say if the governor thinks they're qualified and the General Assembly confirms them, it is what it is. We move on with life. Yeah, I would think so. But uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create some waves here, and we'll have to work through it and try to figure out. Because we have to get a ruling by the AG is, according to our code, can she have the job? Well, and if that's she can't, a fine kettle of fish. It is, right when we're in session. And the good thing is it happened when we're in session. Mm-hmm. The bad thing is she's been here for eight months. Are and we going to pay us back? Because she got to turn in her salary <laughs> since she was unqualified. <laughs> uh, there might be there might be a problem with getting that money back, but, but and and then if if she's if she can't serve right, well now we have a we don't have a commissioner of education. Well, I'd like to apply. I'll, I'll put your name up there for you. <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> Implementation enforcement. I think you'd be pretty pretty good at that. I don't have a PhD, but I may, probably could get one right cheap on the internet. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! Save That's not how it works, folks. That is not how it works. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, the uh, the committee sessions are in full swing uh, locally. Uh, we've been talking about, and I think Delks had had guests on his show about this whole impact fee thing. That it we had been working with the builders and realtors for about eight months, and thought we had a pretty good grasp of what we think we could get through. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it in conjunction with some other counties joined forces? No, no, okay. no. We're not we're not playing that game anymore. Okay, because when you start when you start joining sides, yeah, and you start teaming up. Um, it can go well or it can go very poorly. Gotcha. And last year it kind of went poorly for us with Rutherford County, and so we're just we're working on just good sound legislation that benefits all ninety five counties, so everybody has a dog in this hunt because eventually somebody's going to need help somewhere, and so we're just trying to figure out. And for the last last count I had, there are I think seven bills being filed that have to deal with this kind of subject. So there's a lot of people coming at it from different positions. However, uh, both speakers are making a big push right now with the Beacon Center to run a bill that caps property taxes at the local level. Mm -hmm. They can raise the property taxes froze right now, but every year the county commission would only be allowed to raise the property tax a maximum of 2%. Anything over 2% would be required to go to a referendum of the people. They can bank that 2% for three years and have one of 6%, but then anything over that would have to go to a referendum. And this is being pushed. There's, I think there's right now 19 states that have gone to this already. And, 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 and I'll quote the late Bob Duncan. The people will never, ever vote <laughs> well, you to, know, to and, implement a tax now, upon themselves. I hear you on that. But, I've, but, <laughs> but the data suggests differently, Jim. In those states that have implemented this, what happens is it is the onus on the county commission yeah. to show the people why they're doing this and get them to buy into it. Like they did with uh, the school over here that they, that they tore down, right? Yeah. There was, they were going to raise taxes to renovate that school and keep it around, right? Well, then that didn't happen. So it's this, but I'm going to tell you, this bill is gaining a lot of traction 
in the general assembly right now. A lot of traction. And so if there is if that bill passes, then we have to have some type of relief valve in place for the, for the high growth counties or else <laughs> the state might be owning some of these counties again. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with bankruptcy issues. and so, But then the, the overlying problem we have right now is we are projecting about a $700 million shortfall in the state. Oh, my. Which means money's going to get real tight. And that, and you start passing these bills that they're talking about doing for impact fees and, and giving money back to, to the counties from the state, some of these have $250 million fiscal notes, which means it's going to make them really difficult to pass. Wow. And so you've got a couple different things working right now that all that work we've done, I mean, uh, Representative Capley, Senator Hensley, myself, county commissioners, Mayor Butt, all that work we've been doing for seven, eight months trying to craft the process through in the course of a couple days all pretty much got thrown out the window because of this new bill coming through on property tax freeze. Wow. And and a shortfall in the budget. So... Um, it will not be dull. I'll try to give you guys updates on, on Fridays, what, what, what passes, what's going on in the General Assembly. Um, I'm sure if Delk has a question, they will summon me to three dudes in a view if I'm possible. <laughs> you are welcome anytime. And, uh, and I will put up with some of your members, on uh, uh, your participants on there. Uh, and then we'll go from there. We'll go from there. Just wear your hard hat. And then we are starting. I know Delk had a long conversation yesterday on his show about the uh, uh, school choice bill. Um, that bill, there is no language on that bill right now. So I'm asking everybody, until we start to see the language up in Nashville, just hold off on your opinion first. Just let us get the language out. Let us work on it and see what we can do for education of our kids in Tennessee. And then we'll determine if it's a good bill or not. Yeah. So there you go. Scott, also heard earlier uh, in, in the week, we needed to defend the Bear Creek Interchange a little bit. We far, did. What happened? As far as... Why, why it was worth thirty-five well, million? Well, I, let me. I, I was. I'm not opposed to the Bear Creek interchange. I'm frustrated. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, orange barrels just give me PTSD. Uh, <laughs> the uh, well, you went to UT law school. Well, you know how. I, you know, where the I started land of working in barrel. Nashville in '94. Uh, commuting every day from Columbia I-65, and you know the first thing I went through was the 440 and the widening down to Old Hickory, and that was two or three years of orange barrels. Mm-hmm. They cleared the orange barrels out, and traffic did improve a bit. Mm-hmm. Then I went through the widening of 65 down to Franklin <laughs> with three or four years of orange barrels. They pulled the orange barrels out, and traffic did improve a bit. And then I go through three or four or five years of orange barrels when they widened from Franklin down to 840. 840. The orange barrels go away. Traffic didn't improve a bit.